the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Faith Talk Live with Rick and Dan, the hypotenuse to life's right triangle on Faith Talk Atlanta. Still trying to figure that one out because I'm not good at geometry or math or anything. The hypotenuse to life's right triangle. Uh-huh. And I figured it out at one point and I forgot what it was because it's geometry and I try not to pay attention much to that. <laughs> anyway, it's the Tuesday edition of Faith Talk Live. Happy Tuesday. Shamso is here, and uh, oh, she's a little uh, short. She's struggling. For, uh, I put the I, uh, I put the mic stand all the way up because our guest that's going to be here today, Gabe Palmer, is about eight feet tall, okay. and so yeah, he, <laughs> he needs it a little bit taller than you. So yes, yeah, we'll be sure to put it back up. Anyway, welcome to the Tuesday edition. Tiana Bogino is here. That is right. And you're a little less sore than you were yesterday. Is that right? That's correct. Okay. Still sore, but less than yesterday. But less than yesterday. That's good. That's good because yesterday you had came uh, had come in and you had done um, CrossFit. Uh, CrossFit. That's right. Yep. And and you were just you didn't look like you felt good at all. I didn't feel good. So thank you for <laughs> noticing. Yes, it was. You looked terrible. You really were you did. tired? Is sick? You have to stretch. <laughs> yeah. Have to stretch yeah. it out. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, I'm working on it. <laughs> but uh, but you, you're you're a trooper because you said you're going to go back uh, not only to CrossFit this weekend, but you're going to Pilates. Yeah, as well. Pilates tomorrow. Yeah. Yep, CrossFit this weekend. Overdoing Pilates it. on Monday. Yeah. Overdoing. I'm it. trying Overdoing to be it. in yeah. shape. Yeah, healthy lifestyle. I need that. And I asked her. I said, "What is Pilates?" And she's like, "I don't really." I have know. no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I think is it something like yoga? That's I what know. I said. I yeah. think so, but yeah. not sure. All I know is it sounds hip and vogue, and everybody goes, oh, "I'm going to Pilates." Yeah, yeah it's not about that life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's not you. No, you're not going to Pilates, Sham. No, okay. I can't take life serious. What am I going to do? Sitting in Pilates. <laughs> All right. Well. So, what did you guys do last night? Anything fun? Interesting? Oh, what did I do? No, nothing fun and interesting. I just kind of cleaned up around my apartment. That's not fun and interesting. I know. At all. No. I know. It really isn't. But essential. But anyway, yeah. I know I had to do it. How about you, Shamso? Um, let's see. I, t- it took me like an hour to get home. Yeah. And then I had to go to the store. And then I get home, and there's only vegetables on the stove. I was looking like, where's the meat? <laughs> <laughs> That's my kind of girl right and there. I was like, you can't just have veggies. And my mom was like, we're not eating meat. I was like, is that we or you? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I just had uh, corn and oh. I watched wrestling and then I went to bed. <laughs> Sam, so I'm sorry. I know. So, you got no meat yesterday. I know. And I haven't had coffee today and everybody's yelling at me today. And I'm like, I, please don't talk to me. I haven't had coffee. Well, that's why we brought you in here because it's a safe zone in here. We're well, not going to yell at you. Okay. So the yelling started here. Oh, it did. No, the it didn't. Right. Did um, it? No, it did not. Are you going to get coffee? Is there granola bars in there? Yeah, because I get hungry in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> it's my problem. Mm, I see. There's only okay. one creamer left. <laughs> that was for Phyllis. Yeah. I saved it for Phyllis. All right. <laughs> Don't throw her under the bus. She's going to be listening later. <laughs> All right. Well, y'all can't top my night last night. We, uh, we had anniversary dinner, and uh, we went to a Japanese steakhouse. Which is always Ooh. fun. Yeah, yeah so yeah. fun. How was it? It was good. It was volcano. It was good stuff. And you know, they're all the same shows. They all make the little volcano. They yeah. all right. throw food at you and try mm-hmm. to get you to catch it. And you know, things like that. We had more fun watching. There was two little boys there that were like three and four years old, 
And when the guy was like throwing the food and trying to get him to catch uh-huh. it, they were hysterical because they would they would sit there and they would lean their head as far back as they could. They open their mouth and shut their eyes and just <laughs> wait. wait and for they'd get hit, hit eye and then hit the nose and yeah, it was awesome. That is super cute. So that was lots of fun. Then we went to a middle school open house. Oh, so y'all can't yeah. talk that. Whoa, mm-hmm. you're right. No, yeah. I can't. You you got that, Dan. Be jealous. <laughs> I'm Be jealous. very middle jealous. School open house. Yeah. Just but, think uh, it's your last one. I know. Like, well, well, we'll have one more middle school open house next year because Josh was in seventh grade, so we'll have one more year. Of middle okay, school. middle school until yeah. eighth grade. Got until it. Eighth grade. Okay. Yeah. So, but that's lots of fun. But yeah, that's that's the only open house, and we used to have three open houses a year. Now it's just one. <laughs> Down so. to one. Yeah. All right. Well, you guys will be very uh, glad to know today is National Relaxation Day. So how yes. are you? How are you going to celebrate today? Whoa, maybe some yoga. Pilates that's after not work. Relaxing. That's not relaxing. That's stressing your brain out right there. Yeah. No, if you have to think about it, yeah. I'm just going to go home and probably have a cup of coffee. Yeah. Listen to Get some, some coffee finally? Yeah. I, oh, gosh. I don't know how I'm still <laughs> thinking. Oh, gosh. It's 10 o'clock and I haven't had coffee. What yeah. is wrong with me? I know. I know. I like to take walks to relax, actually. So that's... like a little walk around the Beltline. Nothing vigorous. Just like a nice stroll. Around the entire Beltline? Not no. the whole thing. <laughs> no, not the whole thing. I think I think it's about a mile or so that I like okay. to walk. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, that, that can be relaxing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, don't sit in traffic. Like today on my way in, sitting in traffic. Reach. And normally I come in early to try to miss the traffic. Well, no. Every, everybody, every day for the last couple of weeks, mm-hmm. people have to have a wreck at Delk Road in 75. I come down 75. They have to wait till Delk to wait to have their wreck. They can't have it further up. I'm right. sorry. I'm on my soapbox right. now. But, looking at, uh, they're trying to look at the SunTrust Park and trying to drive. You can't even see SunTrust Park from Delk Road. There's nothing to see <laughs> Let there. Let me take my snap story or something. Uh, people are doing too much. We're full. Yeah. No one else can move to Georgia. We're full. Uh, exactly. That's Thank it. you. If no we can have else. some move out, that would be nice yes, too. We're putting up. <laughs> we're, putting wall. A, we're gonna put up a wall. Oh, Nobody else can move in. We're not allowed to move in. We are full. It took me an hour and a half to get here this yeah, morning. It's crazy. I, I was know. like, no, I'm not. Mm-mm. And you you can't appreciate relaxation day yeah. if you're sitting in traffic. Exactly. That's it's really true. You out. All right. Okay, well, and then the birthdays today, you guys should know all of these. Ben Affleck? Yes. Okay, you, you're going to say yes because your sister yes. got I, on you. I know she did. She said she's <laughs> disowning me. I do know who Ben Affleck is. That's good, because you didn't know who Chris Hemsworth was. And that's hey, let's cool. not keep bringing that up. Yeah, all right. Ben, ben Affleck is 45 today. Jennifer Lawrence? Ooh, yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. Party of five. She's 27. And uh, Joe Jonas. <gasps> Woo! One of the Jeff Okay, let me tell you, my very first concert I ever went to was a Jonas Brothers was concert. Was it really? Yes, it was. And I, first of all, ca- cried for 48 hours because when I got there, I was so excited. And then I got so sad because I just thought that maybe Nick Jonas would know who I was in the audience and he didn't. He and didn't I, know you? I, crazy. Oh, and so Nick. I got home and I'm like sobbing like, <gasps> and my dad's like, what is wrong? I'm like... He didn't know me, and like I was just so worked up <laughs> oh about gosh. that. And so, is this a true story? No, this is a true story. Okay. Yes, wow. so we need to call Steve on this. Steve will tell you this is very true. And oh uh, this year on Valentine's Day, I actually messaged Nick Jonas on Instagram and was like, "This is a long shot, but 
do you want to be my Valentine? And <laughs> oh he gosh. hasn't seen the message yet, so he's not ignoring it. He just didn't get to open it. Oh, yet. so you can tell if people have seen yes, the message. Yes, you can. So I feel okay. better knowing, like he didn't see it and ignore it. He just hasn't gotten there yet. Okay. Her and so like fifty million. I'll keep you guys posted on how that goes. <laughs> There's still hope. See, yesterday we're trying to set you up with Tim Tebow. Yes. Now it's mm-hmm. Nick. But is, does Nick have a girlfriend? I thought I, he had. He a does. He did. He was dating Olivia Culpo, but not anymore. Okay. You know these things. I know lots about them. Yeah. <laughs> so you were not a Joe. Jonas uh, girl. No, I was a Nick. Nick. Yeah. But big fan of the Jonas Brothers all around. All right. Well, Joe is 28 today, so happy birthday to Joe. I feel old. Happy birthday. Well, you are old. I am. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Which makes me ancient, so. I know. Tiana, you're catching up, so. Well, mm, not that fast. (laughs) (laughs) What are you trying to say? Before you know it, you will be 30, girl. It's Uh all downhill from there. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) All right, real quick, before we uh, bring Gabe Palmer in from Sin56, we're going to talk a little bit about Celebrate Freedom. Yes. And uh, one of the reasons why I brought Shamso in. We've got uh, some of the Celebrate Freedom gang here today. They're they're kind of getting ready. And uh, Morgan, our good friend Morgan Braswell, is here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I thought, well, let's since Morgan's busy know, and Shamso is a fun part of our show, let's bring Shamso <laughs> in because you are always very involved in Celebrate Freedom. I don't know why. Because you can't you say it. no. That's the problem. I know. Probably that's yeah, probably That's why. exactly what it is. So <laughs> talk about Celebrate Freedom. Who's coming this year? Um, so we have... David Crowder, yeah, Mercy Me, um, We Are Messengers, um, Holland, if anybody know who Holland is, she's a new artist from Toby Mac's label. She right. is really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, for King and Country, we have... Um, Zach Williams. Zach Williams. I love yeah. Zach Williams. Yeah. yeah, and a couple of more bands, but it is 10 years. I can't believe it. It is crazy. 10 years of Celebrate, Celebrate Freedom. Freedom. Like, I know. Where did the time go? Were you I here? Mean, were you here for the first one? I came 2008 was my very first year. Okay, so and was it was the at the Horse Park. Yeah, and it was hot. Yes, it was. Ugh, so really, mm-hmm. really, really hot. And I wasn't even working here. I was volunteering, and then like two years later, I started. I was like, wow, now I'm working here. Now you're stuck, and you I can't know. get out. Like, Sorry, <laughs> I know. It's like I'm here for life. Hopefully not, but I'm here for life. Um, so yeah, it is a free one day event. There is a 5K. So if you are a runner. It is Peach Peachtree Road Race Qualifying. Uh-huh. Registered to run with Kevin and Taylor. Like, if I could do Kevin it. Kevin and who? I don't know who you're talking about. Kevin <laughs> and what? <laughs> you know, those people that are those in the morning. People. Yeah. Yes. Taylor and her friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. So you can run with them. So you run before you rock. Like, you know, it's all day. You get to meet them, hang out with them. There's so much to do. So, yeah. If you are not at Celebrate Freedom Labor Day weekend, you're we missing out. Friends. That's right. And and we even have TV set up there so you can watch the oh, Georgia yeah. game yeah. and other, other football games. There's a man on. cave. Yeah. So, like, seriously, there's there's really no reason why. Yeah. No reason why. And, unless it's just a monsoon, then then that might be a That reason. could be but a good there. reason. Yeah. yeah. You yep. get to meet to Dan Ratcliffe and Rick Probst. Exactly. And what lucky. more could you want? And Tiana. She's going to be with you. And Tiana. So. And Tiana, yes. Yeah. Yeah, usually we're we're on the big screen doing video interviews. The interviews. So fun. So hopefully, uh, cross our fingers, we'll be doing that again, because that's always a fun job to do. If not, we'll make it happen. We'll, we'll make I'll, it happen. I'll talk to my people. And if I'm not up there, then I'm driving around on a golf cart, chasing people down. Oh, gosh. Speak of over. golf carts. So, yeah, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, get your tickets at local Ingles and yes. come out and join us. If you have questions, just call Shamso. That's what she's there, there for. There you go. People are, seriously, I had a guy call yesterday, and he lived four hours away. He was going to drive just to get a parking ticket. Oh, wow. I was like, I'll save you. You know, fifty dollars in gas, you, and I'll yeah. mail it to you. Oh man, oh, that's <laughs> so you're nice. so good. So Just call Shamso four nine four nine four zero four 
995-7300. This is not, we're not giving anything away right now, no, but you call not. her with, with any, questions any questions you have. Yes. Or if you just want to talk, because Shamso likes just to sit, sit and talk. That's so. what I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Shamso, thank you so much. You're welcome. We got uh, uh, Gabe Palmer from Sin 56 coming in next. It's the Tuesday edition of Faith Talk Live. I'm Dan Ratcliffe. I'm Tiana Bogino. And we'll be right back. From the seventh floor of a five-story building, hovering in midair like angels, it's Rick Probst and Dan Ratcliffe on Faith Talk Atlanta. Yeah, I think Angels is really kind of pushing it out. Uh, I think Except so. for you, of course. Oh, right. But when they're course. talking about Rick and me, <laughs> Angels is really kind of pushing it. It is the uh, Tuesday edition of Faith Talk Live. Welcome to Faith Talk Live. I'm Dan Ratcliffe. And I'm Tiana Bogino. And we are joined in studio today by our buddy Gabe Palmer. Yes, From Sin 56. Last time you were here was back in November, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's, is been, that right? it's been a while. Yeah, been it's a while. Probably, I think it was November. Yeah, and we, yeah. So we saw you a few months ago. We had a, a lunch with some of the folks that we've had on... Uh, on the station, on the show, and uh, you were there, and we yes. had a great time with that. But uh, So we're going to find out more about, uh, we'll, we'll kind of backtrack a little bit for those who may not have heard the show, and find out what Sin 56 is, and then find out what you guys have been doing, because you were in Africa recently, yeah. in Uganda, uh, just Uganda, or more it, places? Yeah, in Uganda. Okay. Lots and lots of different places, and you, you're you a busy guy, because you got, uh, you know, like 800 kids. Yeah, and, something uh, close to that. <laughs> <laughs> going on number eight. Yeah, on yeah, number eight. Going on number eight. Is, and is number eight on the way? It's on the way. Actually, really? End of November. Congratu- really? Aww. Congratulations. Yes, thank wow. you. Wow, very cool. My wife cool. is a champion. So you can take four each. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, are you going for a baseball team? No, or? I'm just going for a good retirement plan. Okay, well, <laughs> yeah, surely one of them will have a good... <laughs> one a, of them's going to take sh- us in. Okay, that's good. <laughs> awesome. All right, well, we will find out more about Sin 56 in just a second. Let me tell you uh, that you can get a free book from the uh, folks from Gospel for Asia. It's called uh, No Longer a Slum Dog. You can let uh, God stir your heart for some who are truly in need. Lots of kids living in slum conditions in Asia. And it's a book uh, about real kids sharing their real stories of need and how God intervened to redeem them with his love. It's a cool book. You can get it absolutely free, uh, faithtalkatlanta.com, to find out more about that. All right, so uh, before we get into Sin 56, you're also, I saw, uh, and I I don't know if we mentioned it and I just didn't even pay attention when you were here in November, but you are also community life pastor yes. at International House of Prayer. Let's, yes. let's talk about that real quick first. Sure. What is a community life pastor? And tell us about International House of Prayer. So the International House of Prayer is a 24-7 live worship and prayer organization. So we've been going for 11 years strong mm-hmm. of day and night worship and prayer live. Um, and so I get the opportunity to somewhat be the pastor of the community, the, the, the church community there. Mm-hmm. And so just sort of what you'd see as a normal pastor um, with the counselings and the, the, you know, organizing events and different things like that. Um, and also, you know, help teach and preach at times as well. And so I get the honor of doing that. It's just a fantastic team and uh, just a great place. Um, if you've never been there, you should just go and just go into the prayer room. There's just there's just a presence of God. Wow. I think, you know, 24-7 worship sort of and it, and it is that. literally 24-7? I mean, 24-7, nonstop, wow. over, over the last 11 years. Golly. And so it's um, we're just seeing some some. Great things. No, the things we pray for, you think, what are you going to pray for during all that time? Yeah. We pray for unity in the churches. You know, we've been praying strongly. We've taken a mandate also for racial reconciliation Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. in our nation, in our communities. And, um, you know, we pray for revival, pray the Lord comes and pray for our nations. And so, um, you know, there's really is a lot to pray for. And, um, yeah, especially just recently. Especially with with the uh, racism and everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, so, uh, it's a, it's a fantastic opportunity. I love it. It's just a privilege. 
to be be there and work with those guys. Now, how did you guys handle uh, the whole Charlottesville thing over the weekend? Uh, what, what did what did you guys do? Did you do anything corporately in worship, or was it all handled in prayer? What did you guys do? Well, you know what? Yeah, we um, we actually talked about it during the service a little bit and had a time of prayer. Um, but um, we've taken on this mandate to uh, uh, to be intentional about unity amongst races, mm-hmm. and um, so we've actually are doing this um, these corporate prayer meetings with multiple churches, like about ten to twelve churches in our area up there in Lawrenceville, uh, called a one race prayer meetings, and uh, they're from different denominations, different uh, race, you know, churches, mm-hmm. black churches, Asian churches white churches, and coming together and praying for racial reconciliation. Yeah. And we believe this, that you have to you have to be intentional about it. Right. You can't just simply say, no, you know, I don't have issues. Uh, we just, we have to fight and, and be intentional uh, with each other and fight for each other. Right. And so um, we've been doing this for a little bit, you know, this last year, really. And um, it's just gaining more and more steam. Good. And so we have actually our next one uh, this next month at Victory Hamilton Mill uh, Church up there in Lawrenceville. Okay. And that's going to be great. Now, it's called the International House of Prayer, so I'm assuming internationally you have a lot of uh, different folks from different uh, areas of the world yeah. that are, are there worshiping with you? Yeah, well, yeah, the whole point of the International House of Prayer is really to be a prayer center for the community, um, um, for for the whole region. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. it's not necessary you know, to be a, a, another type of church, um, though we have a church in it, but it's, its first mandate is really to be a prayer center for the community yeah. and an inter- international okay. uh, prayer center. People can come anytime, day oh. or night. Now, where is it located? How can it, folks find it's out? It's up in about? Lawrenceville, and so um, you, you'll find us right off Collins Hill Road. And again, there's really not a time you're not welcome because we're always open. Wow. There's always people there singing songs, praying to the Lord, and um, so you're welcome anytime to come. It's quite the experience yeah, uh, I bet. To, to come and sit and be a part of it. And being on staff, I bet it's quite logistically quite the uh I don't yes. know what the word is, but it might be kind of hard. I don't want to call it a nightmare, but <laughs> yeah. logistically it could be hard. No, it is. It's a beast. It's, yeah. It takes so many resources, manpower, um, uh, and just so many resources. Dude, twenty four seven. You know, yeah. you think about a typical church. You know, you you probably use the building. You know, a handful of hours, maybe ten to twelve hours, right. um, out of the week, and that's a really active church. Um, and using the building. But, you know, our sound system, our speakers are going nonstop. The lights are on nonstop. Yeah. And we had people are there present. Uh, the worship leaders are present nonstop. Wow. And so, I mean, it, it's a big uh, undertaking for sure. Yeah. And it, I'll say this, after being a part of it now four years, it is only the grace of God that it can, continues to go. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, um, you, you know, just because of how much it takes and uh, – you know, there's times you think, man, do we need to keep doing this? And the Lord just keeps bringing the people, bringing the resources, laying our hearts, keep keep pushing through. Do this. Yeah. It's important. It's important our day and hour today. Mm. All right. We're talking with Gabe Palmer from uh, Sin 56 and also the Community Life Pastor at International House of Prayer. And real quick, how many times do you guys get calls saying, hey, are pancakes on sale today? Because you're, <laughs> you're IHOP. I mean, yeah, I know. Yeah. Usually I say I work at IHOP. People are like, look at me. What? I'm a pastor at IHOP. Pa- I- people have they have pastors at IHOP? IHOP? talk about sin 56 let's rewind a little bit uh for those who may not have watched the show on facebook or listened to it on the air uh back in november first of all tell us about sin 56 you're the co-founder of it Uh, how did it get started what was the the catalyst that got it uh, got it going sure so so what we do is we send trained and assist african missionaries to unreached people groups so we have two mission bases in east africa one in uganda one in kenya 
Uh, we currently have 50 students are going through our school there. It's a two-year school where they learn missiology. It's a Bible school. They learn um, Muslim evangelism. Uh, because of the vast majority of unreached people groups in Africa are Muslim Muslim people groups. Right. And so um, so we train them in all of those things. And um, then we, we send them. We send them in teams um, to unreached tribes or churchless areas. And um, and then help just assist them. We our our heart is really to get underneath and, and to serve the African missions movement. God mm-hmm. is raising up, and He has raised up, uh, literally tens of thousands of believers on the continent of Africa, and um and then He's given us so many resources here in the West. Right. And so we just say, hey, let's join these together and let's let's get under and undergirth this and and uh, send them out. And it, uh, it's working. Surprisingly, it's it's actually working. We have <laughs> It's amazing uh, when you bring God into yeah. something that it actually works. <laughs> it's actually working. We have currently uh, 22 missionaries on the field, African missionaries um, in five different countries, wow. uh, working amongst um, unreached people groups. So um, these are people that um, that they don't have a church or there's very little Christians, very, very small percentage of Christians right. within their communities or in their tribes. And so we have we have guys working um, amongst amongst these people, and they're 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 uh, you know Ugandans, Kenyans, and whatnot. And so uh, we get this privilege of really just joining forces and seeing this mm-hmm. come together. Usually, when we think of missionaries here in the West, we think of you know guys that look like us. Right. You know, right. It's, it's the white guys going over, and that's we need that. That's still happening. But he, but seventy percent of the missionaries. Uh, on the planet today are are non-Western, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a huge. There's been a huge shift over the last 200 years of um, who the missionary force is. Yeah, and and so yeah, so that's what we we do. We train, assist, and um, send African missionaries. Well, and that just makes sense to have people who who know the culture, who right. maybe grew up in that yes. culture, be the missionaries rather mm-hmm. than some very strange white man uh, who doesn't know anything about the culture come in and try to right. To tell them about Jesus, how much more effective is that? Yeah, they the one thing they just their one effective strategy is that it does have they have less barriers mm-hmm. than we do, right? Um, and they are able to go to some places that and 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 live amongst and and be a witness in their communities, which would be di- a little bit more difficult. We just have higher hurdles to jump over to be right. to be effective. That right. just because we are Americans right. or. Uh, we're vastly different on yeah. our, you know, cultures and whatnot. All right, we're talking with Gabe Palmer, Send Fifty Six. You can find out more at uh, Send Fifty Six dot org. Yes, that right? that's right. Okay. Dot org, or you can uh, find them on Facebook, on Instagram, all over the place. We'll come back and talk more about what they're doing there, about your recent trip to Uganda, and uh, find out how things went on that after this break. It's Faith Talk Live, the Tuesday edition. We'll be right back. Faith Talk Live with Rick Probst and Dan Radcliffe. The choice of discriminating listeners throughout Greater Atlanta. And also those who tuned in by mistake. And if you did, we certainly appreciate that. It is Faith Talk Live. I'm Dan Radcliffe. And I'm Tiana Bogino. Yeah, Rick Probst is still out. Uh, he will be back on Thursday, he said. Uh, if you missed it yesterday, uh, we, we told you his uh, mother passed away on Sunday. Uh, is with the Lord and is in uh, no more pain and is doing much better now. Uh, so, But if you just... Uh, stay in prayer for his family, especially uh, Rick's dad. He's, he's kind of having a hard time with that. Yeah. So just uh, mm-hmm. be sure and keep them in in uh, your prayers. And he will be back on Thursday. Tomorrow it's going to be a best of, so you're going to miss Tiana and me. But, uh-huh. you know, that's that's just the way it is. Uh, and then, again, Rick is back on Thursday with Susan Norris. So he's going to be just jumping right into the fire because Susan <laughs> loves to give Rick a hard time. Uh, so we hope you'll join us for that. Uh, we also hope you'll join us for the Pastors Appreciation event coming up on Thursday, October 19th at 10 o'clock with uh, Dr. A.R. Bernard at the Crown Plaza Ravinia. If you're a pastor, 
We'd love for you to come. It's a great way for you just to come and have uh, a free breakfast. I think we're having breakfast. It's lunch. There'll it's lunch. lunch. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm glad you told me that because uh, I was expecting bacon and eggs. <laughs> uh, a free lunch. Uh, you, you will have gifts for you. You have a chance mm-hmm. to win prizes, and you can just chill and listen to A.R. Bernard and uh, and be ministered to instead of being doing the minister, which, as a minister, that's something you need every once yes. in a while, don't you? Yes, you do. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you need to be ministered to. Definitely. So we'd love for you to come and join us uh, Thursday, October 19th at 10 a.m., you can get more details at faithtalkatlanta.com. We're talking to uh, Gabe Palmer uh, from Sin56, the co-founder and the U.S. director of Sin56. And you're also working at uh, International House of Prayer, Prayer not yeah, Pancakes. Not pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and you've got uh, seven kids, one on the way. Yeah. When do you have time to do anything, Gabe? You know what? I don't know. I, I, uh, I, I'll, I'll just credit to this. My wife is amazing, yeah. and uh, she is a... In a, every good sense, a beast. In every good sense, <laughs> she just can't get it done. She is such. Yeah, she is. Couldn't wow. do it without her. Wow. For sure. And an eight, eighth kid on the eighth way in kid. November. Wow. Yeah. So by Christmas time, you get a lot of presents to get. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. yeah. Christmas is pretty insane at our house. Yeah. I yeah. Can't imagine. It's fun. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot of fun. Wow. Yeah. Now, how old are the kids? Uh, fourteen all the way down. So our oldest is only 14. So he just became a freshman this year, which actually freaked me out. I'm like, wait, uh-huh. you're in high school? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what? <Yeah. laughs> when did that happen? Uh-huh. Now, I love, I saw that you, on your Facebook, you said that your kids like to watch Andy Griffith's show yes. on Netflix. Yeah. You get 14 and under kids to watch Andy Griffith? <laughs> wow. Yeah, I don't know how, we just start, we just, I'm a big Don Knotts fan. Yeah. I love the old stuff. Oh, yeah. And so we just start watching it one day, and the man they were just they just can we watch another one and watch another one? They're giggling and laughing. Uh-huh. Now it's like, Dad, let's watch Andy Griffith show. And like, I'm like, this wow. is great. I yeah. like this. That's amazing. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, it's in black and white. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's old kind of cheesy comedy, but it's Andy Griffith. <laughs> it's you got it. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 it is quality show though. Mm-hmm. It is a quality yeah. show. And what's interesting, what I find interesting, is watching that. And then comparing it to what we have today, I'm like, wow, the world is so changed. Oh, right. Our world has changed mm-hmm. in that, like, what was it, 50 years or yeah, so. Yeah. It's so vastly different. Um, um, and so it's actually sort of nice to sort of go to that same go, place. Go yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, no hey, this place. is, yeah. Hey. You know, the world wasn't always like <laughs> yeah. as turmoilous as it is today. Hey, at least they're doing that. They're not sitting there mindlessly playing games yes. like my son does so often. Uh, or watching... they, they get their own share. They get their fair share. Yeah, well, that's good. Yeah. Uh, or watching, you know, The Bachelor, speaking of yeah. mindless things. Right, okay. Yeah. Well, oh, I'm sorry. Did I, did I step on your toes? Some would say mindless, but... <laughs> Others would say very necessary. Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. okay. essential. Yeah, I had to throw you under the bus there. Thank I'm you, sorry. Dan. <laughs> that's what I'm here for, Tiana. All right, let's get back to uh, Sin56. Um, now, you guys do training. Um, is the training... On site in Africa? Are you doing the training here? Where's the training take yeah, place? Yeah, so our training takes place in Africa. We have two bases: one in Uganda, one in uh, Kenya, mm-hmm. and they are two two year schools. The, the the students come and live for nine months at a time, and they're full on um, Bible schools. And um, the first the first year is really just biblical studies and biblical theology, knowing you know getting a good foundation of mm-hmm. biblical um, um, knowledge. And then the second year, we focus heavily on um, on Islamic apologetics. Hmm. And uh, they learn the Arabic, they learn the Quran, they learn how to bring the gospel to Muslims, they learn the rebuttals and all of those things that right. um, that they'll, they'll face. And um, because we, our, our thing is really to meet that challenge. It's it's one thing when there's a group of people who like just have no idea about Christianity, and then there's another thing when it's a group of people that actually have a preconceived idea through their mm-hmm. religion that yeah. Christianity is bad and twisted. And That's all even that. harder. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a huge challenge, yeah. and so um, we aim to you know hit that challenge head on. 
Wow. And um, it, it is effective. Like I said, uh, these guys are out there, and they're able to go. They do door-to-door evangelism, or they might um, do uh, debates that are set up uh, by the community. And um, they get a lot of respect, actually, hmm. um, from the leaders, the, the Muslim leaders there and stuff, because of the knowledge of the Quran, the knowledge of the Gospels, and um, even learn the Arabic that speaks of volumes to the, those people groups. Yeah, well, and that's so, that's good that they're getting respect. I mean, you know, in my mind, from what we see in America, all we see is the uh, the extreme mm-hmm. Muslims, and you yeah. would think, oh, well, as soon as a Muslim saw a, a Christian trying to come in and, and bring the Gospel, they would, you know, want them dead or whatever. Yeah. Um, well, we, they've had their fair share of that stuff, I'm sure, too. Yeah. They have. Mm-hmm. They've had their fair share of threats and, uh, you know, <laughs> You know, the, it's a it's a very d- demonic religion. I mean, right. it's just it's really against Christianity. Yeah. Um. And so they've had their share fair, but the, of that type of stuff. But uh, they've also had their share fair of of seeing miraculous things. I, for example, I just got back a uh, a, um, a testimony from Ethiopia. One of our missionaries are, that were there. They've been ministering to this lady for like six years. Her and her family, their yeah. Muslim family, have not they have not budged or anything. The lady ends up getting sick, so they say, "Well, can we come pray for you?" So she allows him to pray, and as they're praying, she just begins to weep and hmm. weep, and 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 then she's like, "I want this. I want to have this Jesus you've been telling me about." So they they lead her to Christ, and um, she goes into her closet. She had been um, she has a bunch of witchcraft stuff in the African um, um, uh, folk as Muslim Islam. Right. Uh, there's a lot of mixture of hmm. stuff, mm-hmm. and so she had all this witchcraft stuff that wow. she got that she's been doing, and went out and they burned all this stuff. Um, and she was, her and her family were just delivered. And so they're seeing these type of things as well as wow. they, wow. as they, um, are persistent just to preach the gospel and to reach out to their neighbors hmm. and to love, you know, the people around them. What an awesome story. Mm-hmm. Now, okay. So I'll throw you a softball, sure. um, with the training you say you want it to be, they want to be, you want them to be fully trained. It's yes. very intense two years. Uh, why so, why so much training? Yeah. Well, the, what we're aiming to do is sending out missionaries to unreached people groups. So these are places that are very difficult, um, and they're places that, that um, the, these guys need to be able to answer the tough questions and also bring, bring the gospel in a clear way. Mm-hmm. And so it's, uh, anyone can share the gospel. You don't need two years of uh, teaching to share the gospel. But you do need uh, that, that – um, that sturdiness and the, and those roots to go in, so you could be out there in the long term. Because it's not just you know, it's not just like out here. You just go to another place. These are really difficult places. These mm-hmm. are places mm-hmm. we have people in South Sudan. Um, South Sudan's a war torn country. Yeah. Um, there's very little infrastructure. Very little. Uh, uh, they're actually experiencing famine right now. Um, and so these guys are living amongst in these places, and they have to have a clear vision of why they're there. Right. right. Um, otherwise, they won't stay. You know. Yeah. They, but these guys have. A zeal and a passion. They 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 are called to this, mm. and we just get the privilege of helping them get there and helping them do it. Yeah. And um, what I love about it, it really creates an interdependence between the West and them. There, it's not really us or them; it's us and them. Yeah. And that's really, I think, how the body of Christ should be working. Awesome. Now, the uh, the folks that you're bringing down there to train them are they from the states, or are they are you finding them there and training them there, and then having them train the the mission leaders? It's a mixture of both. So, yeah, we have Western missionaries that are there full time, and they uh, they help in the, the whether the teaching or the oversight of the schools or the house of prayer there or the uh, different different aspects of the ministry there. Um, and we also have um, native uh, leaders that mm-hmm. are part of it as well. And our desire is really to uh, have as much native uh, influence as possible. 
cultural differences are one of the main reasons that I think that we have hardships in missions because cultures are so vastly different. Mm -hmm. Until you go to another culture and live in it and try to work with people of another culture, it's hard to really understand how deep culture goes into each of us and how many misunderstandings and uh, misconceptions there are. Um, and so it just, it's, there's, it's an easier bridge, I believe. And we think it's right. It's just right to, that we work together. Yeah. It's not us really going and doing stuff for them. And, you know, it's, it's us coming together, working together. Right. How many people would you say you have going through the schooling at a time, like in a class? Sure. So in both our schools right now, they're about evenly divided. We have about 25 in each school currently. Right. Um, so we have about 50 students in both, both of our schools mm-hmm. and that's both first year and second years. And there'll be a lot of people that come in for the first year training and they, they really enjoy that. And they'll go back to their churches and a lot of pastors will send, send their, you know, people into these schools so they can be trained to go back to their churches. If they come back for a second year, that's when we're really prepping them and saying, listen, our goal is to unreach people group and giving them those vision, right. that vision to uh, reach those type of people. And, um, um, and so that's, so the, the, the first year is usually a little bit bigger class than the second year. Now, um, now as part of the training setting up expectations for them are because i would think um i would have these grandiose expectations of i'm going to go out there and thousands are going to get saved and that's not always how it is when you get out there i mean it can take years to even see a couple of converts Mm -hmm. is there expectations set up there there well there is because we do um, actually mission trips to these places with them Mm -hmm. um during the year so they could they experience it they do so we want to teach them then we want the practicals of actually doing it and walking them um, through that, and so they get that experience, and so they they know when they're going into it, they know what they're doing. In fact, we just sent a uh, two two guys for a three month assessment trip. We always do assessment trips to figure out what it's going to take, mm-hmm. and they went up to um, South Sudan. It's up in the up in the Nuban Mountains, and it's a very um, isolated place. It's a refugee camp. About fifty to seventy thousand refugees wow. are there, and. Um, um, so they go there and they assess the whole thing. They they know firsthand what it's what it's going to take. Mm-hmm. Um, but what what grips them and why I've heard testimony to testimony after from these guys is that Jesus is worthy of this. Jesus is worthy of them. Right. And and he has an inheritance among them. And so they're just they're on fire and committed to do this stuff. All right, we're talking with Gabe Palmer from Sin Fifty Six. We'll uh, come back and talk about your most recent trip to Uganda, what you guys are doing there, and uh, the the new uh, centers that you set up there. Uh, but I want to leave you with this: it's just something that I saw on Gabe's uh, Facebook. Uh, I'll leave it so you can you know think about it during the break, and then we'll come back and kind of get a little uh, insight uh, from Gabe on it. It says Christians don't need bigger platforms to bring greater glory to God. We need more Christ likeness in our personal lives. Love that. We'll come back and talk about that and lots of other things with Gabe Palmer from Sin 56. You're listening to Faith Talk Live. I'm Dan Ratcliffe. And I'm Tiana Bogino. We'll be right back. ATL and FTL, a match made in Buckhead. Faith Talk Live with Rick and Dan on Faith Talk Atlanta. Yeah, it's the Tuesday edition of Faith Talk Live. I'm Dan Ratcliffe. And I'm Tiana Bogino. Yeah, we're glad you're here with us. We're, uh, we have Gabe Palmer from Send 56, the co-founder and U.S. director at Send 56. Uh, we'll talk more about uh, his recent trip to Uganda, what they're doing there. Uh, but first, I want to get back to the uh, Facebook post that I attributed to you. That I hopefully, hopefully yeah. was you that it you was, did it say was that. Me, yeah, because you said, yeah. "Hmm, I hope I said that." Well, someone tries to quote, quote to you on Facebook. Oh my gosh, I hope I didn't say anything dumb that day. <laughs> well, what you wrote, and this just really jumped out to me. It said, "Christians don't need bigger platforms to bring greater glory to God. We need more Christ likeness in our personal lives." What what sparked you to say that? And and yeah, I was studying Colossians one twenty seven. Says, "Christ in us is the hope of glory," mm-hmm. and um and I was recognizing realizing that. 
that the glory that God is really looking for is his character being expressed through us. And Mm -hmm. that's the most effective way that happens is when we actually get to know people and that we're actually just doing relationship with people um, or just being, you know, in our day-to-day lives. And um, he says also in in John, he says that the word uh, in, in him was life, meaning the word, and that life is the light of men. Yeah. And then my mind just went to where Jesus said, let your light shine. Usually when we think about letting our light shine, it's like, let's go do like a bunch of great stuff. There's a, po- there's a portion of that. Yeah. But mostly it's about his life shining through us mm-hmm. as we're doing those good works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, people could see Jesus. You know, when Jesus says, you look at me, you see the Father. When people see Christians, they should see, see Jesus. Yeah. You know, yeah. in that same way, we're his body. And, and so, how much, uh, you know, because you're in the, in the mission organization, uh, how, how much do missionaries need to remember that, that it's the Christ likeness that they're living and walking around these people and not necessarily the platform that they have to, to get up and speak, but it's just living out that life. Yeah. It's a both. And you gotta have, you gotta have both. If we only focus on getting out the facts, that's not transformation. Transformation. Right. What, what's transformative is when you actually have something you could give. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not just knowledge. So we're not really trying just trying to bring people into agreement that there was a guy, Jesus, who's the son of God, died and rose again. James says even the demons believe that. Right. And they tremble. Mm-hmm. We are trying to impart something, a transformation. And so you have to actually have it to give it. Mm-hmm. And so it comes with, it's a both hand. You have to speak it, but you have to also live it. Good stuff. And so you just got back from Uganda recently. Yeah. Just tell us a little bit about that trip and what's going on sure. there. Sure. So we were in Uganda um, back in, shoot, what, what are we in now? Are we in August? August? We're in August. August. Yeah, now, it's hard yeah. to keep okay. up. <laughs> <laughs> what year is this? Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. So a couple months ago, went to Uganda. We have just uh, finished, or we're actually still completing, but we had the grand opening of our new facilities. We have a new missions base. Awesome. Uh, which are, mm-hmm. We have our school, dorms, classrooms, and then a, uh, a house of prayer. Uh, for that community, and uh, it sits, it's about a 500 seater. It was it's just a fantastic um, a facility uh, that the Lord has provided. All this, all the I have about a thousand testimonies of yeah. how all mm-hmm. of that happened and how the Lord uh, provided for all that. And so we had a a, a, a three day conference there, um, along with our missionaries and the community, and it was just it was a fantastic time. The whole community came out. Um, we had about 50 pastors from the local community, which was a big deal because we really want them to know that we're not here to take in over anything. We're here to serve you. Right. And we're here to, to be a blessing to you. And, and many of them grabbed hold of that and saw that. And it was, so it was a fantastic uh, time, just a great conference, leadership conference and the, the House of Prayer conference. Now you've uh, you mentioned in the last segment uh, a story of, of the lady who was, who was healed yeah. or who was prayed for and, and yeah. was healed and Got rid of all her witchcraft stuff, yeah. and uh, and I saw that on the Facebook page, and I was going to ask you about that, so you, you got ahead of me, so uh, right. way to go. Um, <laughs> but tell us some more stories of, of changes of lives that you have seen just in, in the work that Sin 56 is doing. Sure. So w- some of our missionaries, we have some amongst the Nubians, which are in Uganda, um, and that, that whole community is about twenty or 30,000 of them. Um, and they're strictly Islamic. They're 100% unreached people group. When our guys have gone there, they've actually suffered a, quite a bit of different persecutions, um, trying to show the Jesus film or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And um, they've been run out of town. Um, but the guys that are there, they have uh, they have been nonstop committed to bringing the gospel to them. And so what they've done is they, they set up a prayer house. Uh, they got they were able to rent out this little room and they sent it up just as a just to go and pray mm-hmm. a couple of hours during the day and they've done this for like two years and they haven't had any fruit real fruit from right. their time mm-hmm. um, until this last year and then this last year 
um, there's been convert after convert after convert. In wow. fact, now we have about 20 uh, disciples from the Nubian people group, which is fantastic. It's, I, I, I get super excited about it. And then I start thinking, well, it's, it's 20. But these are 20 real people yeah. that mm-hmm. were amongst an unreached people group. And, and um, they're being discipled right now. And um, and so we're seeing that all over the place. I, I mentioned earlier, we had you know the two guys that were up in um, South Sudan, um, mm-hmm. up in the Ida. Um, it's a town called Ida, or a, a district up there, refugee camp. And the people there are so open to the gospel. They went and took the Jesus film. They went and showed it. Had about a thousand people show up, and wow. many of those wow. received Christ. They said they could go anywhere, and they just talk. And it's all predominantly Muslim area, but they mm. they're just so open. These people, again, it's, it's such a, a rural area and such an area that's um, been torn up by civil war and just a whole bunch of atrocities. Right. They're so open to the gospel, and they said they could, they feel like they could go talk to anybody, and they'll all come to Jesus. Mm. Um, and so they're back right now. Their plan is to actually go back up there for a two-year assignment, and um, we hopefully send some more people up with them um, to do this. There's a lot. The harvest is plentiful. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Now, you mentioned the Jesus film. How how important is that as a ministry tool for you guys? It's been it's been really, really important. Last year, we partnered with them, and they, were, they gave us um, a backpack, a solar backpack and projection uh, package for all of our missionary groups. Right. And um, and so those guys have been using it, and they have seen literally hundreds come to Jesus through these through these films. Um, again, we're talking mostly about Muslim people groups, so they have an idea of Jesus, mm-hmm. and they respect Jesus, um, <clears throat> and they're the way that they've been taught. But when they see the gospel presented on live screen, you know, right. and see a motion picture, it, it and gives it's in their own language. It's in their right? own yeah. language. Yeah. You yeah. can hear it. Um, it, it's an easy presentation of the gospel, yeah. and um, and so it's it's a vital tool and a vital resource. Do you see that that really kind of opens up doors to have those conversations where it may not have been there before? Yeah, there it definitely does. It opens up the doors. It also, you know, we always have to get usually have to get permission by some of the leaders there, right? Um, mm-hmm. And we've seen them open up the doors for us to do it. There's something, you know, it's a motion picture. And um, it's for the community, and they're like, "Sure, let's do that." Yeah. And they, you'd be surprised uh, how many people actually, when we tell them the gospel, they say yes to it. Mm. Um, we oftentimes wow. think that oh, no one really wants the gospel. It's like yeah. one or two person people here or there. But most people, um, especially in these parts of the world, um, when you, we tell them about the gospel, they they're receptive. Mm. They're really receptive. And so, yeah, that Jesus Film Project and that Jesus Film is has been vital for us, and it's been a, such a fantastic tool i imagine especially with uh people who grew up in a muslim tradition where it's very works based Mm -hmm. to to hear that it's a free gift yeah Mm -hmm. wow what a radical change that is yeah and that's yeah and that that we're freely forgiven because that's the issue is always we're working for our forgiveness right Mm -hmm. that he's forgiven us and and he could save us from our sins all right just a little bit over over a minute left uh, here so real quick uh we got gabe palmer from sin 56 uh, you, kind of your mission statement is we exist to send 10,000 missionaries to reach approximately 1,000 unreached people groups in Africa. What happens after you get to 10,000? Yeah, well, you know, that's sort of, it's actually just a nice cliche. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those, like, you got yeah. a vision, let's do that. Yeah. Uh, our goal is really just as many as the Lord will give to us. Right. We will mm-hmm. send out, and uh, we hope to plant more of these mission bases um, throughout the sub-Saharan um, part of Africa. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, we may even have something coming up in the next year or two in Nigeria, which would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. 
And the idea is that we just have uh, places of training. Yeah. We, we have so many resources and we're able to do this and they're hungry for training. Right. So, so folks can help out uh, monetarily. Obviously, yes. that helps tremendously. Uh, Sin56.org. Uh, they can find you through Facebook, through yep. Instagram. Oh, how Twitter. else? Anything else? Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All of those places. All right. Gabe Palmer, we appreciate it, man. Thanks, Thanks. for the work you're doing. And uh, can't wait to hear about uh, baby number eight yeah. in November <laughs> Next time. when he or she comes along. So congratulations. Thanks again for coming in. Thank we will uh, see you on Thursday. Tomorrow's the best of. We'll have Susan Norris and Rick will be back on Thursday on Faith Tech Live. I'm Dan Ratcliffe. And I'm Tiana Bogino. Have a great Tuesday. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.